Yo, yo, yo. It's just me today, guys. Uh, to my co-host, Jonathan Vallejo. We could do an earlier pod. You know, he has work and family, so it's just me hanging out, man. Let's kick it off with the intro. Today we'll be talking about the Chauvin verdict, uh, European Soccer League. Toast to the end of that. You made it three days. And UFC 261 right now. It's intro time. Let's get it. Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so, up and drive me there anyway. You, <laughs> Is it major? What's that going, so? What's that going, my Que pasó, papá? Como estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the Match at a Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, man, we are back. So on today's show, obviously, it's just me as I'm taking up your entire screen or you're listening to me on the Bluetooth through your headphones. Thank you so much for taking the time. So the last two days, um, obviously, realizing that my Internet is trash and living rural, rurally is awesome, but also a struggle because there's certain things you have to compromise. Um you know, I had to call up my internet, be like, look, what are my choices? As you know, I live in the country here in Florida and trying to figure out what makes the most sense, what uh, financially makes the most sense and what makes the most sense for the pod, right? Because I don't want to bring out uh, a quality of audio that isn't conducive to success, right? Like I don't want to keep trying uh, something that isn't working, so I'm looking for solutions. So this one is just a straight record, no live stream. Try to see if it doesn't drag as much on my internet because it is slower here in the in the country. Like that's one thing that don't think about. Uh, there's parts of this country that are third world ish with some first world symptoms, right? Like if you live in a big city, you don't have to deal with situations like my internet or the hospital being 45 minutes away. These are things that have to be fixed. We're a country that makes too much money. Um, to have citizens be forgotten about or in areas that become more difficult. Get, obviously, there's a give and take with everywhere you live. If you live in a major city, you have to deal with traffic. I don't have to deal with it as much, but uh, there's certain areas and certain things that just have to be improved upon. Not just roads and things like that, but uh, convenience and the ability to get to places quicker and hopefully have fast internet. But yeah, man. So back on it again this is episode 177 176 will be solely on youtube because that one didn't sound good enough to put it into your ears so if you watch it you know what i mean it is what it is so yeah man big big news popped off yesterday let's just get right into it the big news popped off yesterday with the with the chauvin verdict uh derek chauvin was convicted of murder uh two cases of murder murder and manslaughter so he could face up to 75 years in prison, one count that has a 40-year sentence, 20-year sentence, and then 15 years. That's up to a total of 75. In about eight weeks, you'll be getting uh, the sentencing. It could be, you know, it could be anything. They could drop some charges on the way and so on and so forth. But it's a it's a anecdotal story, right? So I am at my barbershop, got, got cleaned up. You know, me shout out to my boy Suave. Happy birthday to you, my brother. As, as it is your birthday, um, toast to you, man. Shout out to my barber. 
that Buffalo Trace be hitting. But yeah, man. So I'm sitting there. I get you know the the routine how it goes at my barbershop. Give you the ins and outs. I get there. You know what I'm saying wash my hair, put me under the dryer. You know what I'm saying make sure you all cleaned up, little little hygiene. And you get faded up. And I'm sitting there in the dryer. You know, get my hair dry. And I get the I get the text from uh, from the group chat. Yo, man, verdict coming now. I jump out the dryer and I watch it in the on the TV in the in the barbershop. And I honestly. Being completely honest with you, I was completely thinking it was gonna be not guilty. They were gonna find the way because I've seen it too many times, right? From you know, just just too many times. You got like, and it's not always police, right? Like anybody who with with a how do I say, it? like a higher level of power or a higher level of importance than just a regular citizen, chances are that the justice system favors them. That's just what I've seen from OJ to. Man, you just the the Amber Geyer lady who sh- like shot uh, Botham Jean in his own house was convicted. Yeah, but you know what I mean. The way they approached it was a uh, oh she's you know it's people make mistakes and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, I was surprised to see a conviction, uh, to see a guilty verdict, and that's that was really interesting to me because I I did not expect it. You know what I mean? I did not. I, my fucking boys were like trolling me in the group chat. Were like. Nah, not guilty, man. Not guilty on all charges. I was like, okay, I kind of expected that. I was like, but still, like, are you serious? Well, yeah, he got the guilty verdict, and not, not uh, what, an hour or two later, uh, a young lady, uh, a young black girl, 15 years old, calls the police, and uh, she has a knife in her hand, calls, but calls the police because she's about to be jumped, and cops show up, and uh, from all reports, within four seconds, she's dead with three to four shots in her chest. I don't know what could have happened in those four seconds. You know, like now there's not one other person to tell the story. It's just a police officer, but a 15 year old child is is gone within four seconds. You go back to the Tamir Rice situation and countless other situations. There's uh, there's situations, you know, of, of every race. The Adam Toledo, given he had a gun, but he was dropping it. But you know what I mean? Like all these different situations were just, I guess, to be too much, right? But you try to focus on on different things and put your energy in different places, which is what my therapist always says. Like, try to make sure you're always doing things that that's healthy and smart for your for your overall well being, not just your physical health but your mental health. So I didn't spend too much time on that. I did watch the video of the police officer saying uh, "Blue Lives Matter" twice. Um, the first time I was like, yeah, it could have been the crowd," but the second time I was like, "Now he doubled down." All right, cool. Blue isn't, I don't know if you know this, blue's just a career, not a race or a gender or anything covered in the Constitution. It's just a job. Uh, for doctors, you don't have green lives matter, or for firefighters, it would be red lives matter, I guess. It doesn't have it anymore. It's obviously, it's a response to black lives matter, but it was never a response to white lives matter, which is whatever. I digress. But yeah, man, um, surprised, shocked, and happy about the guilty verdict because he he killed the guy like it wasn't even his own chief said it like it wasn't even something to dispute obviously like there'll be there'll be the people who double down on what he did was right he didn't agree with it with the verdict yada 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 i don't understand like i don't understand how they don't agree with the verdict when they're also uh pro-justice right like is justice just situational or intermittent where it only benefits some, but if you 
agree with or like that person and you know what i mean it can't go that way obviously those answers are yes right like if i were to like if i thought this person or if i like this person i'd be like i oh, know nah, man he, he couldn't have done it you know what i mean but once the evidence is put out there like oh no okay i have i reserve the right to change my mind like just because i like this actor or police officer or doctor or nurse or anything um if they're if we're friends or anything like once the evidence bears out you have you should reserve the right to change your mind you shouldn't just stick to your guns because of how, how you feel about that you know what i mean how, how you feel about it it's just weird man and you see on media like uh stupid ass los angeles or las vegas raiders actually uh putting it posting up i can't i can breathe hey bro uh george floyd is dead there's no more breath coming no more breaths coming out of those lungs he was uh killed in front of us for nine minutes and 26 seconds uh eric garner same thing you know what i mean you go down the line it's uh it's just a weird time bro like there is that part where Obviously, I don't look at all. I, I often get like criticized for what I say, right? Like for my friends or family, like, oh, but don't you think? I was like, yeah, I do think cops are good, right? Like 100%. I, it's never an indictment on all police. Like that's stupid to to look at police like a a monolith. But in these situations when they're clearly trained to, to behave one way and they themselves agree that it's wrong, we shouldn't then just back them because you've always backed them right with the police chief in the minnesota uh, situation says nah she made a mistake then dude that's manslaughter like you shouldn't be able you should hold the cops to a higher standard not, not above the law you get what i'm saying like you shouldn't be looked at like oh but he's like he has a really tough job yeah man an incredibly tough job without a motherfucking doubt cops get killed in the line of duty all the time 100 and guess what happens those people who kill them get get fucking arrested or they get killed because they try to have a shootout with police but there's justice that happens when somebody dies because a one cop makes a mistake that cop should be prosecuted with the sin within the same letter of that same law that's all i've ever asked for that's all i've ever talked about it's never punished them beyond the measure of the law it's never any of those things it's always just this job does not grant you immunity from everything yes you get immunity from lying to the people you you interrogate you could you could do a civil forfeiture where you could convict uh, arrest somebody and then take all their belongings depending on the state there's tons of things you could do but if a cop clearly makes a mistake above the law and breaks it that cop should be arrested there's cops that have beaten up their their significant others there's cops that they'll dr deal drugs there's but shit half of the miami police department in the 80s was a fucking were ex-cons and drug dealers that you know what I mean? The with the cocaine cowboys. The documentary, you've seen it. No cop should be above the law. Cops should be up cops should uphold the law, never above it. That's it. And the argument of well, you should just comply. It's of course, look, I've been pulled over. I talked about it. I've been pulled over seven or eight times in my life, right? Uh most of those for speeding. There's always been tickets. Shout out to the ticket clinic down in South Florida helping me out and not getting any points on my license. Um, I've had tickets for illegally parking. Uh, I've, I've gotten pulled over by Border Patrol while I'm in work, while I'm on my work, closing my work truck. And I have not had a negative in, interaction when I'm actually pulled over by that police officer. But I've gotten yelled at by, by a police officer 
when he thought I ran a red light when I was stuck behind a semi. Pulled up right next to me, started screaming uh, obscenities at me. I'm like, yo, man, my bad. I didn't, I didn't see it. I'm stuck behind the semi. What the fuck is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, well, that's, you know what I mean? That's a situation where, like, I can't respond back with that same energy because I'm getting arrested. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm disrespecting a police officer. You respect the badge 100%. You comply in all these things. But when that police officer makes a mistake, it shouldn't be like, oops, somebody lost their life. That should be accounted for. You know what I mean? So luckily in this case, it was adjudicated. He was found guilty. He was fired by his department. Everything that needed to be done at every stage was done. There's should be no reason why he should become a martyr or a victim or any of these things. He's a murderer. That's it. But of course, there's a segment of society, just like there's a segment of society that uh, fantasizes with serial killers and obsesses over an OJ Simpson thing. Or if you go back to the Night Stalker, women and men sending him pictures and writing to him and you know what I mean? And being obsessed with and all that stuff happens. But at the end of the day, he was a police officer, but now he's a murderer. That's who he is. And that's who he's always going to be. He always took somebody's life. He always knelt on somebody for nine minutes and 26 seconds. And that's how, she, that's how he should be looked at. Now, should he be judged about that for the rest of his life? That's not up to me. That's up to up to God. But jury and a judge already decided what he is. He's guilty. So it's just that simple, man. So it's just that simple for me. I don't, I don't add any more. I have no feelings of it, above it, over this. I don't think that I'll think about this again. But I'm sure we'll have another conversation with either just me or my phenomenal co-host, Jonathan Vallejo. And we'll talk about another situation with a cop or a cop being killed in the line of duty or another level of violence with a mass shooting. It's it's a constant and consistent thing that all you could do is, what, like they say, thoughts and prayers, man. All you could do is hope that you're not caught in one of those moments. That's it. That's all you got. That's all you got. That's all you can really do. Sounds dark and fucked up, but it's real. Let me tell you something. Well, I'm going to talk about bourbon on this podcast, but as I segue into the next topic, I want to say Buffalo Trace is clearly better than Maker's Mark. I like the little bit of bite that it has, and it just has a little bit more of that oomph that I like behind the behind some good ass bourbon. So shout out to Buffalo Trace. Look at this. This is all I got left. I might have a problem, guys. I might have a problem finishing up the bourbon. All right. So let's do this. UFC 260 motherfucking one. All right. So as you can see here, we have three title fights on this card. We have Kamara Usman versus George Masvidal. Wei Li Zhang with her first fight after that amazing fight against uh, Joanna Young Jacek or Joanna Champion against Rose Namajunas and Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade and on the on the undercard which is still the main card you have Uriah Hall Chris Weidman Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute all right let's break down these uh these title fights here because there's three title fights on this card right after this shout out to ESPN plus I will be purchasing that fight because I want it in my life. I got I got two immigrants fighting from South Florida in the title fight. I don't hold George Masvidal's politics against him. Still fucking Miami, three hundred five thoroughbred till he till he dies. Can't can't knock that at all, bro. His politics being his politics. That's whatever. Kamar Usman, immigrant mentality for the both of them. So I'm all about it. 
Nigerian nightmare right there. Okay, Wei Li Zhang, Rose Nama Yunus. Let's let's start. You know what? Let's start from the bottom to the top. I don't. Here's what bothers me. If we're going by weight, Valentina Shevchenko should be the co-headliner. She should not be the third fight on their card because she's 125. Wei Li Zhang is 115. I don't I already don't like the way that's positioned. Hopefully they fix that. Valentina Shevchenko is the second greatest female fighter of all time. Should 100% be in the co-main. I find that very disrespectful. This is just me giving you the initial reaction of how the card is lined up according to UFC.com. I hope they change that shit. Valentina should be second because Jessica Andrade is her first real threat at 125. And Jessica Andrade slams motherfuckers on her head. She's Jessica Andrade, if you don't know, is the first female to fight at the three different weight classes for the UFC. She fought at 135, 115, and now 125. She had one fight at 125, destroyed Caitlin Shukajian, I think it is. And they gave her the title of fight right after because Caitlin was uh, supposed to fight Valentina, so she took her spot. She snatched her soul, too. She hit her with a nasty punch to the liver where Caitlin in an empty stadium or the empty, uh, I think it was the 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 apex, hit her with the fucking body shot from hell or from Brazil, and not and you could hear her scream. So shut her body down. Then you got Valentina, who has no weaknesses in her game: stand up, jujitsu, wrestling, grappling, no weaknesses at all. Jessica Andrade has power. Only comparable to, I think, honestly, Amanda Nunes, Amanda the Goat, Amanda the Lioness. Oh, man. And that one, I'm going to have to take Valentina Shevchenko just because I think she's levels above, but I could. I'm totally hedging my bets here. And if you're going to watch this, John, I know you don't like the fact that I'm commenting on who you believe is the greatest. But uh, I got Valentina, but I can see Jessica Andrade getting, getting a nasty blow in that. And, uh, and possibly taking her fucking lights out. But Valentina's taking shots from Amanda and hasn't gotten knocked out. If Jessica Andrade can knock her out, mm, that's a different level there, boy. Maybe he sets up uh, a fight later for Jessica Andrade to fight uh, Amanda at 135, even though she's so much smaller. But she's a little fucking tank, man. All right, so I'm going to go. I don't know who the favorites are. And uh, honestly, I don't know how to read that. Like that plus, minus 300, 200 shit. I'm not even going to try to lie to you. So I got Valentina in that one. <sighs> I'm going to try to make a prediction because I'm an asshole and fuck it. I'm going to go fourth round TKO by uh, Valentina. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. Then you got in the co-main again, should be Valentina in the co-main, whatever. I have Wei Li Zhang versus Rose Nama Yunus. Rose is an inspirational, powerful woman. Powerful, powerful woman. Willie Zhang, man. I, didn't, I never saw her fight until that Joanna fight, so I only have one fight reference for her. I'm going to go with Rose to pull the upset, but what Willie showed me in that Joanna fight is that she's got a fucking heart. She can she can rock with the best of them. You know, Joanna's no, no bum at all in any way whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Rose on that one. Just because I think there's something special about Rose for her to like climb her way back up after getting slammed on her head from Jessica Andrade in a fight that like nobody saw. Because uh, everybody thought she'd run through her, and then nobody saw Whaley Zhang destroying Jessica Andrade. So I think it was like less than a minute. 
just fucking caught her with the Vitor Belfort speed, pushed her up against the cage. I got Rose Namajunas submission third round. All right. I mean, it's written in the podcast. So that's what I got for that. All right. Let's get motherfucking to it. Kamaru Usman, George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, two. Hmm. The Cuban Missile Crisis is what we call. All right, Kamaru, Nigerian Nightmare, Usman. I have no idea who the fuck's gonna win this fight. Decision: Kamaru Usman knockout. George Masvidal could give you like a huge breakdown of like the the. I don't. I'm not. I don't position him. You know what I mean? Like the positioning with this and then. The head movement. If he could stop taking him down, if he if he could stop the takedowns for Kamar Usman, it becomes a bigger challenge because obviously Masvidal has a better striking, but Kamaru is a very, I believe, underrated striker. But he's a little bit more stiff. But he looked really good against Gilbert Burns uh, with his new camp. So we'll see. I'm gonna go. There's that part of me that wants Kamara Usman to win just because I want to see the rematch with him and Kobe Covington, which was a, a monster fight. But I kind of do want to see Masvidal take it so he can fight Kobe Covington and fuck him up because they got bad blood too. God, man. I don't know. I, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not picking a fighter. I'm not picking a fighter in that one. I know. I know. Like, oh, but no, I don't. Here's the thing my podcast, my rules. I'm not picking a fighter in that main event. I'm not going to do it because I could see both of them winning. And it's to me, it's split. I got 50-50 with that one, man. I really don't know. <sighs> I don't know what, how it can go. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I wish I could go to the fight because it's actually here in, in Florida. It's up in Jacksonville. Make the drive up. But being in a crowd in, a, in an arena just gives me a little bit too much anxiety still. I've got a little bit of a PTSD from COVID, if we're being real. But yeah, man, that's that's what I got for that fight. I don't know. I don't know how else to break that down. I know I could be like, oh, this is how this is who is going to win. And this is why I'd be lying to you. I would be completely and utterly guessing. And that's kind of what I did on the previous two fights. But with those two, those two fighters, I'm a big fan of both of them. I mean, you got uh, George Masvidal with the flying knee. And then you have the heart of Kamaru Usman. Nigerian nightmare that has not lost in the UFC. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going zero pick on that one. I'm going right, right down the middle. I'll be happy for whoever wins. I'm not. I wouldn't really be upset for either one, if we're being real. As long as like, there's no politics that need to be talked in the middle. You know what I mean? In that one, because uh, we should know what it is. One side is one side, and the other is the other. But yeah, man. All right, now let's uh. Let's bring out the roses. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the ESL. Ha, we barely knew you, man. You folded quicker than the XFL. It took you 48 hours, and it was a wrap. That's it. And we were hyped in the group chat. Yes, we're selfish Americans that have no vested interest in any of those teams. We just watch them on TV when they play to the big cl- to the big clubs. Um I don't go out of my way to watch a Leeds game in the EPL or Norwich City or Sheffield United. I watch Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool fan because of Mo Salah, big fan of the hair, and he's an Egyptian king. Shout out to shout out to Mo Salah. I'm a big fan of Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino. I could do without 
Shout out to his amazing fake teeth on the come up with that one. But uh, to be to see these leagues fight back the way they did with UEFA and FIFA, it it put a bad taste in my mouth at the same time while rooting for the ESL, but also understanding that it would kind of be impossible, right? Because for us as American fans, we talk about it in our group chat, right? Um, we have multiple sports that we follow, so we're not we're very spread out. We don't have a dedicated sport like. If baseball did this, we'd be like, all right, cool, we'll just watch something else. In Europe, it's only soccer. It's only football. And the fan bases revolted, reacted, almost protested at every at every stadium, scared the living shit out of these billionaires, which I'm a fan of. Right? I'm a fan of that. Use your, you know what I'm saying? Use your speech. I think they were trying to flip over the Chelsea bus. Chelsea was the first team to pull out. Then it was a domino effect that none of these teams or organizations had the courage of their convictions to just be greedy as fuck. They're like, nah, man, they're really going to come and eat the rich if you do some shit like this. So I was a fan of the ESL and the idea of it, right? Understanding that not like because these teams only wanted more money. I think $400 million for winning any tournament is fucking absurd for being 100% honest. Like you get 130 million euros if you win Champions League, that's a ton of fucking money. Um, for them to just want more money to to enrich themselves is disgusting to me. You guys know my politics and my belief in that. Um, but it just to just to for the selfishness of watching great teams consistently and constantly play was was what I was all about. You know what I mean? I would have to struggle through a Manchester United game. I know they're one of the biggest clubs in the world, but to me. They're trash. Like, I don't enjoy watching them currently. Like, I'll go back and watch highlights when, like, Rooney and Ronaldo were there or or other players that have come through that. You know what I mean? When Sir Alex was there, it was a lot more enjoyable. With the current iteration of United, it's boring. Like, it's to me, it's comparable to watching a Newcastle United or – and no dis- I, look, no disrespect. I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, the big six – uh, statement and perspective of it, it definitely is not, it's not enjoyable for me. So I don't put them as like a go out of my way club to watch. I'll watch a Liverpool. I'll watch a Man City. I'll watch. Should I even watch Le- the Leicester City, Leicester City, because they they've won the league. Um, you know I mean, they had N'Golo Kante that that got bought out. They had Riyad Mahrez that got bought and sold within the league. But I just I never went out of my way to watch the smarter clubs, and maybe that's that's the main reason why there was a, such a revolt, right? Is all these smaller clubs were gonna get destroyed? They would not have the revenue without the big six. And I congratulate FIFA uh, standing up the way they did, but I also am sick of FIFA or UEFA because they don't have the same energy when it comes to how they combat racism on the pitch. It becomes like, ah, well, I don't know, but you were ready to ban all these players, world-class players from their national teams from competing in the league when it was your money. So it shows that you don't have a vested interest and in really doing away with racism because on the pitch, like most of the, most of the times that it's players uh, racially abusing other players, it's not the big name players, right? Like let's, let's be real about some real shit. Like there's big time players like in any, in any league, in, in any sport that, are above are above the law, right? They'll get away with more shit. They'll get more calls and stuff like that. 
I would get it if it was a Ronaldo that was the one uh, racially abusing his teammates or the other team or a Messi or a Kevin De Bruyne. Name the big players. Most of the time, it's players whose names you can't fucking spell and or they could walk up to you like, oh, I'm a professional. I don't give a fuck. I don't know who you are. For for it to be uh, the exemptions of always like, oh, well, the other person has like, no, man, make a fucking example of them. Oh, but players uh, can use it. What player in what time ever? And I would like to know, right? I'm putting this out into everybody and I'll post this segment right here up on Twitter. I would like to know a moment when a player had lied about being racially abused on the pitch. I'd, I'd like to know it. And what was the repercussions for that player? And how was how was it proven? I'd like to know when that was when that happened, because I can't think of a specific moment at all at this current time. And I did research. I looked it up for probably about an hour, hour and a half. I couldn't find anything what a, a player was convicted of lying to to get a player uh, suspended. I don't. Why would a person lie? Like that just doesn't make sense to me. That's like it doesn't. All right. I'm getting carried away with the other side of it. Look, every team dropped out of the ESL except for Real Madrid, Barcelona, and I believe Juventus are the only teams still in it. They're the only teams that uh that are left. Obviously, there's no more ESL. You're not going to have a three-person league. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't want to see a Clasico every week. Then it wouldn't be as, as important. And I get that, right? I get that argument of it. But the only argument here for the league was money for us. It would have been entertainment because you're watching the higher level clubs and the big six that they call themselves and the media calls them. Right. So you, if they're called the big six, you get, you're giving them the power, right? Like if you call them the big, big six, then you're disrespecting a Sheffield United, uh, Leeds, a Norwich city, uh, fucking a Wolverhampton and all these teams. If you're call, if you're separating them, and you're calling them the big six, you're differentiating them from everybody else. So you then can't get mad at them when they be like, oh, if we're not like them, then let us do our own fucking thing. Right? Like, that's just, that's just, that just makes sense. If I was watching, unrelated, I was, I was watching a trailer for a documentary about this uh, $47 billion uh, scam, right? And one of the quotes in the, in the doc, in the trailer was, if you keep telling somebody they're Jesus, they're bound to believe it. If you keep calling them the big six, then why should they worry about the other 14? If they're just the other 14, it shouldn't matter, right? Like you keep calling them the big six, which is Manchester City, uh, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, and who the fuck is, and whoever the sixth one is, who I just can't think of at the moment. Was it Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool? My boy Danny's listening to this shit like, it's there. Whatever, there's a sixth team who I can't think of at the moment. Uh, but look, it's just, it's as simple as te- calling them the big six. EPL's best league in the world, right? Let's be honest. Uh, La Liga is a three-team race every year. It's Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. Uh, Bayern, Bayern and Borussia Dortmund weren't in it. PSG wasn't in it. Juventus and the two Milans cool well now it's over it uh it lasted 48 hours for two days the group chat was litty litty about motherfucking esl real quick though esl english as a second language that's just esl all right could have been a little bit better but look um 
Real Madrid, which I'm a fan of, my number one team in European soccer, are $900 million in debt. Barcelona, $1.1 billion in debt. Consistently making bad, bad decisions for how they're going to spend their money. Want to be bailed out. It's not how this game should work. But it's also how this game works, right? It's it's what's been built. Is why they charge the prices they do for tickets. It's why they're called the big six and then the big three and the European powers and all this other shit. But you couldn't have planned a bigger embarrassment for uh, for the biggest clubs in the world than what happened. The fact that it was Americans behind it um, from man, from the from the clubs in the EPL was a bigger story, which is which is interesting. But then they brought the the conversation of Europeans, like what does it mean to own a club? If you are only American, have only seen American sports, all our leagues are closed. There's no relegation or promotion. Uh, the G League champion doesn't get to knock down the New York Knicks. They they're so and they cons- consistently revenue share, so they wanted to bring that plan over. Doesn't work like that when they have a history of doing it somewhere else. Like if if a country doesn't have it, yeah, do that. But if all these leagues from all these countries have relegation promotion, have a second league, second tiers, third tiers, fourth tiers, so on and so forth, that's you have you're, what you're asking when you think about it on a macro scale. What you're asking is to completely change and revolutionize soccer in a way that only makes a group of 12 money. Of course, you were going to get backlash. Of course, you were going to have outrage. Of course, you were going to have fans protesting outside of your stadium. The the lack of understanding of European soccer for us. Look, all we know is lock leagues. I'll say it again. Like me, uh, all my like my group chat. We we're talking. Oh, that's just going to be lit. Then at some point, it will lose its shine. Right? Like you get to see all these teams. You get to see Real Madrid, Chelsea, which we're going to get in a week anyway. You get you'll get to see Man City, Barcelona, Pep versus Messi, and all these storylines. Cool, 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 cool. But you're asking for 150 years of history to be pushed aside, brushed aside, disregarded, dismissed. It's not going to work, man. It's just the disrespectful way they went about it. When you really think about it, it makes all the sense that they got the backlash that they did. The arrogance they they went about it is something that we're used to from billionaires, right? Like you go back to the L.A. Clippers former owner. Speaking to his uh, his side chick or whatever, the way she did on and when we heard the audio tape, the entitlement that that these these people have are they're never being used to, being used to told no, used to being told no, and that's that happened here, and they had to eat some humble pie. Like John Henry came out with the video, the owner of Liverpool. I wonder if they're gonna ask LeBron uh, about that because he's a minority owner and he's slowly taking more and more stake in Liverpool. I wonder if they're going to ask him about it. I'm interested to know what uh, if they ask him. I'm sure they won't approach it because it's solely NBA, but it'd be an interesting conversation. Like, hey, man, did you have any knowledge or understanding of what it meant to to Liverpool fans to take away their team from the EPL when they just won it for the first time in over 30 years? I don't know. That's something to think about, though, man. But, yeah, um, some house cleaning notes. We'll be back on Sunday. As always, uh, we might be back t- later today. Who knows? See how this whole thing plays out. But uh, finish the bathroom. Then next, as you see these two, these four holes behind me, gonna change up the 
the back the background of this i don't have a green screen like my co-host does but yeah gonna do that uh gonna paint this wall up i got the shelves right here to the left of me you're right i'm gonna hang these long ass ikea shelves up here in the next coming days and yeah man they're constantly uh the pod is constantly changing and evolving and as always man thank you so much for listening and watching till next time motherfuckers yeah that's so aggressive till next time family you know what i'm gonna end it like that because uh i think just ending it with sam jackson line is always a little bit too aggressive thank you so much for watching fam catch you guys next time and here's the outro peace